Hey guys, welcome to another episode of our Wind Down Wednesdays. Uh, this time I'm joined by a larger distinguished panel uh, from our wine club. Uh, we'll be joined today with Matt. Hey guys. Wes. Everybody. Clay. Hi. And Xavier. Hello. Alright guys, we're going to jump right into our wines today. The first wine we're going to start with is going to be our uh, Oak Leaf Sangria. So not Pine Needle. Um, not who? Pine Needle. Pine needle from where? The last one you tasted taste sometimes it tastes like cup of pine tree. Oh no, this one is um, a vibrant, juicy sangria that has oh. bright notes of citrus fruit, a hint of sweetness, and a refreshing finish. Mm. No, some sangrias I've tasted like it's red wine and they just like mix in orange oil, like orange zest and stuff like that. So I hope this is like a little bit better than that. We'll we'll see uh, what she uh, what she tastes like. We'll definitely get that, that percentage up there. No. Wes and Matt, um, generally, uh, how do you guys like your wines? Are you guys more dry? Are you guys more red, white? I'm a red person. I like it dry, like a Cabernet Sauvignon. Yes. So the steak and, uh, and red wine would be the best for you? Yep. That's me. Yeah. That's 100% like. I don't like whites. I don't know what it is. They're sweet. They're sweet. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, some whites are sweeter, some are butterier. Um, like I, I'm a, more of a seafood drinker, so not no oh. more of a seafood eater. So I, I prefer a white wine when it comes to different foods. Get a, get a smell of that real quick and tell me what you uh what you think that smell like. Just just smell that. It's orangey. Mm -hmm. it smells like summer. No, that no. smells like dirty dishwater. Oh no. Well, <laughs> that's what that smells like. The summertime soap that you oh, use. No. Yeah, that's what that's what I don't I don't see an ABV on there. Is that not a thing for a second? No, they have to. Oh, oh found it. Nine percent. Oh. Okay. All right. So, okay. The, so they're covering up the uh, bad taste with much more alcohol. Hopefully, let's give her a go. Um, Bottoms up. Yeah. Eh. Oh, uh, that is not good. No. That needs a fruit. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I was about to say that because I'm not. I will admit I'm not much of a wine person. If I do, I'm the basic kid that likes the Moscatos or, um, yeah, the sweeter wines. So like White Zeffendel, things like that. Right. And there's he probably would like that. Yeah, he probably would <coughs> like that pink Moscato we had last week. Mm, I just yeah. like pink Moscato. But I do like some sangrias because it, it still has some of the sweet, fruity flavors to it, generally, with an extra alcohol bite. This one, it smells like there's fruit in there, but... And you get like a very hint. quick millimeter second hint of fruit, and then it's just liquid, liquid yeah. alcohol. I definitely agree. It's, there's not much like fruit in here. Like I, I'm used to sangria that's that's made with a mixture of wines, and you know, in a, in a nice jar with cut up um, lemons or cut up. Uh, like orange pears slices. on orange slices to get that right. Know, even if it's just a flash, so you get that fruit. natural well, flute, the flute, visually you still think fruit flavor. <laughs> the flute flavor. Yeah. <laughs> visually you still think, oh my god, there's fruit in here. Right. You know, and so I, I bottled sangrias. This is the second one, third one that I tasted, um, and and they still don't have the the pungentness of, of like real fruit that I right. For in when, when I. When I have sangria, I think of it's almost like a almost like a fruit juice with alcohol. Mm -hmm. It's usually yeah. what a good sangria tastes like to me. Yeah. yeah, this does not. Well, yeah. a good sangria has like that good wine flavor. It's red wine that has uh, citrus fruits in it, mm -hmm. primarily oranges. 
or whatever other foods want to go into it. So like I'm getting no real like wine taste. Like there, it tastes like fruit juice, alcohol, and uh, water. So like like yeah, orange water. oil. Like it, like you get like the essential yeah. oils of the like that's yeah. It's it's not that great. Yeah, for me to um to not like white wine as much, I prefer a white sangria yeah because I think it has that more like bit bitterness kind of dry bite right, to it right. yeah. this I mean it's not bad it's not bad I wouldn't buy it you know you know it needs I say I would buy it but I didn't buy it I know how to fix this it needs a sprite oh you're right you're right a little sprite a little spritzer in it yeah we're gonna bring it make her pop give us some grapes it feels like this this bottle was under a conveyor belt, and then there's this little thing that says orange zest, and then like like right, right. yeah, and they're all clear. You know, they're basically just like what a perfume company uses to make certain scents. Um, the same people who you know sell their perfumes to uh, who is it, Tropicana. There's one of the yeah, like, top, like the people who make orange juice. Right, right. It's not orange. Simply orange, all that. Like if they're made by um, perfume companies like Chanel. Right. Oh, it, I did not know that. Yeah, they yeah, manufacture they, the scents, and they basically just because once the you scent. take like orange uh, juice and you uh, pasteurize it to bottle and stuff like that, all yeah. the natural oils and stuff like that, right. right along. Right. So if you taste orange juice, it's just going to taste like sweet, sweet fruit juice. Um, but you're not going to get any flavor of orange, so you have to have so they're added back in perfumes essentially. Uh, made from the orange peel to be added back into it to give you the actual flavor of like mm, yeah. yeah, and that's that what I thought. Like, that's yeah, what I thought this tastes like. The true it's, fact. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look up a TED talk about orange juice. It's out there, I'm sure. It, uh, it, yeah. um, so come on. Can you get some more? There's a uh, there's there's not a whole lot. Anybody else? Anybody else? No. No, I do not. I do not want more of this. It's good. It's not bad. I was about to say because and how much was this bottle? This dollars and ninety six cents. Now see for two dollars and ninety six cents, if I I could put that down by myself. (laughs) And this is what we talked about last episode. For a bottle that's two dollars and ninety six cents, that is a sangria. That is a perfect sangria base. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Buy buy three bottles. And then you mix in some other. Yes, don't shake your head at me. No. Uh, <laughs> making sangria with sangria. Mom. If you're cheap, if you're yeah, you're cheap. It's a party. Obviously, sangria. we're cheap. This is a party yeah. sangria. This has to feed tens to fifties amounts of people. All right, all right. So <laughs> if I don't like you that much. If you're not a part of our distinguished whiteness, <laughs> you don't know the difference. You think I made a great sangria? That's true. That's and so true. I'll get a, I'll get two bottles of oak leaf um, uh, sangria, and then I'll get some. Cheap white sangria, add it in, chop some oranges, yep. throw some grapes in there, yep. a little bit of splash of kiwi. I hear it. with the kiwi. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. And, and, and throw it in a pitcher, and I yeah. got four more pitchers ready to go. Throw yeah. a little Sprite in there. And the, uh, right at, the point, at the point of serving. Yes. You don't want to start to go flat. Oh, you're right, you're right. Wait till you're about to serve, and then you go for Sprite in. Yeah, and just tell everybody it's your secret weapon. Yeah. And then they'll be like, oh my god, he made this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good. Oh, oh my. I need you to march at my next party. Absolutely, Lacey. <laughs> Bartending on a budget. Absolutely. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a rule. I thought like our rule is don't spit. And it's like, even if the wine's bad, don't spit. Even if a joke is you, made, don't spit. You finish that glass of wine. I don't care how much it tastes like armpit. Uh, <laughs> 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 
doesn't swallow his awards. Uh, <laughs> if you spit an episode, you gotta you get something or something. Oh. Where do those details out? Yeah, yeah Email us. Yeah. Email us. Tell us what you think we should um, do. But let's. Uh, I wanna. What I wanna talk about right now is the idea of having children. We're all millennials. We're getting. Up, we're of age to to have little whippersnappers running around with ankle biters <laughs> coming after us. And <laughs> I don't know if y'all have like plans on like having children or no desires, I think, to have children at some point in time. We think Well, and so my idea with the kids is flip flops all around, everywhere. Um, flip flop everywhere, children. Yeah, and because there's moments where I'm like, yeah, no, I don't want kids. I just want to grow old and travel and do things and then there's times where I'm like no I, I would enjoy having like a little mini me that has attributes that are similar to mine and I can raise them to be better than I did like all of our parents wish they can do right um and still do right attempt to attempt to right, right. Yeah. they're still saying you can I can, we can do better <laughs> Like, no, mom, it's too too late. I'm done. I came out of the oven a little late, but I'm done. Right. <laughs> that was a black joke for anybody to get it. He came out late, so he just cooked a little longer. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think, Wes? Children? Yeah, no. I, I guess I've just not gotten the itch for kids. Mm-hmm. And really, honestly, haven't given it a whole lot of thought other than, oh gosh, I'm so glad I don't have kids right now. Same. Because I know my cousin, she, she's on her third kid. She's my she's my age. I don't know how she does it. Third? Hmm? Uh-oh. And she's 24. So I, I, you know, I've got a cousin three years younger me. Four kids. Four I said, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Too yeah. many. No, Too I, fast. I think that's my main thing is that when, because my parents had me when they were both. 19, they turned 20 that year. Uh, but, like, the thought of me having a kid at that age, or even right now, I'm like, I'm still working to get all of my stuff put right, together. Maybe exactly, I made some yeah. worse mistakes exactly. about how they got through it yeah. with having that on there. Exactly, yeah. Like, I think that's the thing with, with us being millennials and having kids is that we're from a different generation from our parents. So, like, we, our parents had, I would say, a better chance. At, you know, at, at our age, when our parents were, were you know, in their mid-20s, early 30s, like, they had, I won't say a better setup, but they had... But they did, though. It was back in the in the 80s yeah. when stuff was... Or 90s. 80s or 90s. It was a little <laughs> bit easier for people in our age. Like, we, people in our, in our age group, back in the, uh, in the 80s and uh, the 90s, or even 70s, could... Uh, have the option. We're not that old. <laughs> <laughs> pay their way through college, they could, you know, get a decent job. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So it, I mean, even working at a fast food restaurant back then was okay. Yeah, like, you, you, know, made you made a good, you made good money. money. Yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, you can't do it. You can't do it with that. So Absolutely. Like, we're, we're stuck in a in a particular like bracket of of society where we can't uh, gain up the high the, the the hierarchy of the social ladder. Right. Um, as as easily as like our friends had it better. The only yeah. way to do it is to compile debt on yourself, whether it's yeah. going to school yeah. or buying right. a house right now in this right. market, you can't buy it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And, and, well, you got to think, too, you could, back when our parents were growing up, you could buy a house off of one income. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So that somebody could always be home with the kids. Right. But you can't do that now. There's no way in the world I can support two plus people on my income. And buy a house, buy a car. You need you really need yeah, two cars. Yeah, you need two cars, a house, mm-hmm. all the all the things that kids require at, in their upbringing. A lot. And it's a lot of money. It's a million dollars for a kid. Yeah. And that was back in the pool of 1985. Uh, yeah, yeah, if you pay from beginning to yeah, from zero, it's a million dollars. You know, I, I, it's that's one of the things that's always just kind of been in the back of my mind. Um, you know, I'm 30 years old this year. Nope. No, but thank you. If you spit, I will collect. So, you know, for a very long time, I can remember ever since I, I thought I was of the age to have children, which I belong, at that time I believed was 18. I'm like, you know, nobody had kids, but, you know, below 18, uh, where, you know, I guess. I didn't see it much in my high school because they were whisked away. Uh, we didn't know what happened to you know pregnant girls, which only oh, right, you had them. which were the only ones. Yeah, yeah. They, they were sent to a private school or or you know somewhere else to, to board. Yeah, um, but that's interesting. Yeah, at West Florida, it was basically like like we didn't have um, pregnant female uh, students walking around the halls. Oh. It just it didn't happen. Like we, we would just know Becky was gone one day, right? And she went to a better school. Um, they do that also. Yeah. Um, That's all. Just stop there. Go ahead. <laughs> so, different demographics in our schools. Um, uh, so when it when it came to me thinking about about my, you know, we whenever I feel like we think about children, we we tend to flash back to our upbringing, and you know, well, how did our parents do it? How did mm-hmm. um, how did they get through this? Oh, well, they had, you know, they so, had grandchildren. So. You know, they had they had other other grand they had grandparents. Our grandparents, their parents. Whoa. Um, so first of all, guys, um, they had you know they had their, their 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 parents that were able to open their homes or you know even their their time to you know help care for us while we were being raised while our parents were still working or if that was the situation. Um, my grandmother was my babysitter for like ten years. Um, I lived with my grandmother for. 15 years. My grandparents raised me. Yeah. Okay. So here we all come around back to their generation. Right. Yeah. So my mom worked two jobs, dad worked, and so I stayed with my grandparents a lot. Right. But now what are our grandparents doing? They're raising our generation's children. They're raising, they're raising, you know. Because we have to work. Right. But, but earlier. Yeah. 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 They're, they're still aging, but now they're, now they're on their third round. Right. Of right. children that they're raising because right. the children they raise. Yeah. So oh, you're saying the, the great their great grandparents now are raising it. Right. Because of, because of, because the parents are getting grandparents are getting younger and younger. Right. Right. Because that's an yeah. issue right now. But right. I say if I were to have children right now and my parents had me so young, my parents are turning forty six this year. So if you had a kid right now, your parents are my more dad than still has a six year old that he's currently raising along with four other children. Yeah, so there's yeah, no way right. you can handle another child. Right. So, no, yeah. my mom's in retirement mode, like, ready to be done. <laughs> she, she's got water coloring. Yeah. You know, and yeah. she hates it. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, like, the, that type of thing, like, we, we, who would I expect to help me raise my kids? Because right. I know that my mother did it alone. Right. But right. she wasn't alone. She had a network, her right. family. Right. You know, if I could be at grandma's, I was at uncle's. We lived on 
two streets, you know, right, in, in right. the bank. So, I mean, like, we were, it was very easy for us to shuffle me around right. for me to get to after-school points. I never felt like I was, like, underprivileged. Right. I never felt that way. Right. You know, I was in every sport that I wanted to be yeah. in. Um, if there was money needed for anything, I never knew about it. Right. But I feel like my child would definitely know that, you know, sometimes I'm stretching the tank of gas, you know, to basically get to payday on Monday. You know, right. when it's Thursday, we're just like, we're not going to go out as much this weekend. We're going to do walking trips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, and, and in my mind, I kind of felt like I always wanted to travel. I right. always wanted to right. basically be able to drop everything and, and jump off to Bangladesh. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and I always felt in my heart that a child would be an anchor. Yes. And that I wouldn't be able to do those things that I wanted to be. I it's a, it's a lot harder because it's traumatizing for the child to be moving them around like that. Well, I mean, if I'm just jumping off from a week. But it's, it's from like a social aspect. If it's just a week, that's one thing. But then you're just gone. It's, right. it, it hurts in two different ways. Like if you're constantly moving. Right. Different places, different cities, different states. Then it, it negatively impacts their social life. Oh, six, and school, social six schools in five years. Yeah. Wow. So, so you understand. And yeah. it's, it's harder to make friends. You don't really want to make long you don't want to make too strong of connections because I, you don't know if you're going to ever see them again. I you would make that up you might the, third, the third year or so. Yeah. Um, and then, um, that, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, that probably also plays a little bit. Because in the 80s and stuff, you didn't travel. Like, well, you, yes, there were people that traveled, but right. it was a lot less trendy than it is now. Like, you wouldn't go to Singapore or Asia. No. Or no, no. And so, that's the thing, is now that it's become more trendy and popular, more people want to go see these sites of the world. And right. So, yeah, when you have a kid, that kind of anchors right. you. Right. And I think a lot of people feel that same way. Mm-hmm. Would be right. Better. Absolutely. I, I definitely get that. I'm going to pause it for a second here while we switch up. Uh, Alcohol. We're gonna to jump to a different wine now. Wine. Um, this one is called uh, Waikiki Bay from uh, Marlboro, New Zealand. It's a Sauvignon Blanc. Um, she a twist top. So we're gonna go ahead and give her a give her a go. And if I go ahead and pour that up there, here we go. Some for you. Some for you. Some for you. One. And some for you, a small amount for you, and you take the rest of his, and then, oh, I spilled some on the floor, and a little bit for me. That's to our homies. I just need a little bit of wine. There we go. Just that, there we go. And if Wait, that's a little? That's a little, yes. Oh, Does anybody else still cheat it? Don't worry, we can pass the bottle back around. Here you go. Let's go ahead and hand that back around. Uh, let's go ahead and get it. <laughs> Where's this one from? Um, New Zealand. Marlboro. New Ze- now, I don't know if... I, I can't help but say it like South Carolina. Marlboro, Marlboro. South Carolina. But it's from Marlboro, New Zealand. <laughs> and then with a G-H or U-G-H. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's spelled correctly. But so we're going to go ahead and get a... Get a taste off her. And... 12.5%. This smells like does anybody else get peachy? No, I got I got rubber tires. Yeah, it tastes. There's some kind of like. That's, it smells like rubber tires. That's it does. Yeah, there's a lot of options compared. <laughs> this is all right. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and give her a taste. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 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 That's more. That is a dry one there. I can drink her peaches. <laughs> <laughs> I could, I could, I could drink her. Oh god, my, my left eye's 
It's Ooh. it's it's like it's sour and it dry. Won't open. It is. It's, it's sour. sour and dry. It's a lot of sour. I could I could honestly I could drink this. This is this is okay for me. Because it's evil. I don't like the smell of it. It's evil. I don't want to smell it, but I'll drink it. No, smell it. Get a good bit no, of it. It's, it smells like rubber tires. I, right. Like like burning. Like yeah. Like sliding across the asphalt. Rubber tires. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or like your face sliding across the asphalt. Okay. Who did it? Okay, so <laughs> Clay's not allowed to drink any more of this one. Like, it gets a little like it. violent. It's very violent. It's like the That's how I feel when I drink it. It's so, it's so sharp. It's uh, back of your tongue. Right, like, so I want to finish up with the, 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 the baby uh, talk. Oh, yeah. The Gagas and the Goo Goos. Um, um, real quick, I just want to I want to chime in and say that um, I don't know about you guys, but my parents have been pushing for me and my siblings to have kids yeah. for probably about 10 years now. Well, 10 years for me, obviously my sister's younger, so not 10 years for her. Um, but along the, uh, from our adulthood on, we were like, when, when are we going to be grandparents? Well, I want a kid. Last time I went home to visit, I had my dad actually like straight up laid into me because he was not a granddad yet. It's like, y'all need to hurry up and get these kids. And I'm like, and I, I try to express it to them because again, we were talking about at different times and the income levels and uh, with inflation, you know, all that things, you know, all the things, the price of things and how much we make compared to what they made and how far it stretches and how it's harder for us to raise children. Like, I wouldn't mind having a child. Um, ideally, I'd probably adopt a 10 year old. I don't really care about, um, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care about having a biological child. It doesn't matter to me at all. Um, but I also don't like taking care of babies. So I am okay with adopting like a ten year old. Somebody somebody older, potty trained, can, you know, feed themselves. I can put food in front of them, they can eat it without making a mess kind of thing. So, um, so a cat? A cat, yes. Yeah. So that's what I but no, but seriously, like I, that's just I that's just me. Like I don't like the early stages of childhood. Take care of a child in the early stages. I I like the, the I guess more of a mentor aspect. I like an older child, you know, that can guide and I don't Right. I don't want to teach them the ABCs and wipe their butts. Like in a fostering situation, like maybe, yeah, fostering. maybe give them two years and get out. Yeah. Well, know? no, I don't want. I don't necessarily <laughs> want to kick them out. I don't want to. Like you get to raise them, but then like after that, then they're gone, and then you're off to the next. No, season. no, no! I don't want to raise <laughs> them and forget about them. No, no, I just, you can keep I, I just want to I just want to skip the early years, like the terrible twos, the poopy diapers, all that stuff. I don't. I've helped. I come from a very big family. I've, I have a lot of younger cousins that I've helped raise, and I've 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 got ten plus cousins younger than me that I've helped raise, and I am done changing diapers and and all that stuff. Like I don't want to do that all over again. So I'd rather just adopt a nice nine ten year old, and you know and help raise them and make them a better part of society. And, and I think that would in the same yeah. aspect I've seen. Different, uh, you know, TV shows, fictional TV shows that go into fostering, and different mm -hmm. other articles and stuff about fostering, and that that is because most people when they adopt, yes, they want this little baby that they can start from mm -hmm. from the beginning and raise. So a lot of the oh, kids yes. in the system get yeah. stuck yeah. in the yeah. system. Man. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen the Fosters? I love the Fosters. Fosters is one is main great show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, so that's a great explanation yep. for that. Go ahead. Yeah. We'll make it well buzz that can be another show topic one day. But <laughs> yes, that yes. that is something that is amendable because yes, there's not a lot of people that want right. to take on the challenge. And then statistically the this, through the stuff. Statistically those kids who grow up through the system don't have Good lives. No. 
Yeah, I mean, there are there are those you know chances of getting adopted are extremely diminished the older you get. Right, and well, and a lot of foster homes are not great. They're not great. So these kids are raised a lot of times in not good home environments, or they're bounced around. Who knows how many times Mm -hmm. until they're eighteen and they're put out. Right, and so they're not really given a good life opportunity. And uh, I think I mean I don't I don't see any problem raising you know adopting a ten year old and at least you know and obviously I would wait till I'm making you know a nice chunk of change and then adopt a child and. And just give you know give them some more opportunities that I didn't have. And and I, if you I think it's legally allows it. Right. Well, yes. yeah. Yeah. Which is what we're about to get to yeah. about states that uh, don't allow certain people to adopt uh, children. But one of the things that I was feeling when you were saying that, uh, Brian, was that I want to be absolutely financially stable um, to 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 raise my child. Like I would right. I would love to adopt and make sure that I had a, a full. Uh, scholarship ready, not a scholarship, but like you know, their college, college fund, yeah, you yeah. know, and basically know that I had these things already down pat, um, so that I knew that they would have uh, an exceptional childhood where I wouldn't have to worry about them, you know, having to work through school, right, or do these other things, you know, in well, college. See, but I don't mind. I mean, I I, I would want them to, but I don't want them to feel like they have to. Right. I I, I want them. They can work for the things that they need or want. Right. And absolutely. Everything else. Absolutely. Everything else. I want to provide for them because I knew how hard it was right. for my mom to come up with, you know, a care package a month, right, know, to basically feel like she was doing something because my schooling was paid for by, like a lot of us, student loans, mm-hmm. and I had a couple of scholarships. Right. You know, and that's kind of what I wrote my first three years. My first three years out with is basically you know student loans and scholarships um, that go away after a certain time. Um, referring to what Matt was talking about, Oklahoma recently passed uh, legislation that denies uh, LGBTQ people um, to adopt uh, more specifically gay and lesbian um, men and women. And that's been a huge problem across the country because even I feel like if I did want to adopt somewhere, I'd have to be an overqualified candidate. Right. You know, like the things that I'd be measured on are different than Absolutely. things that um, our straight power pockets would be measured on. Absolutely. Yeah, and no, I definitely see that. Yeah. Much easier for them. What do you guys what do you guys think about that on the GLBT side? No, I agree. And, and one, like you had said before, um, there's been multiple states, like regardless of your financial status or whatever, then you, you're still not eligible. And, and like we had t- discussed before about how most LGBTQ people that want to adopt are at a higher income level. I'm not saying all, right. people, but yes, the ones that are willing and wanting to adopt are at a substantial income level, and I think it just goes into the the separation of church and state because yeah. they feel like that if you raise a child and you're gay, that they're going to be gay. But right. that's and not, we know that to be completely false. We've had tons right. of that. 100%. Yeah. Um, and when you think about that stirring away from uh, adoption for LGBT people, um, then basically they go into spending that same money that they would have put forward to that child's education or whatever to go with the surrogacy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've had reports of spending up to thirty, forty thousand uh, dollars doing intravenous, you know, uh, and sperm going. Not intravenous. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that. I was like, that was wrong. You don't, you don't put it in the blood. <laughs> You get a scratch like a werewolf and then you're pregnant. That's how I thought it happened. Um, but yeah, with, with doing in vitro and then basically having a surrogate because that's the loophole around those state laws. Yeah. Um, is having a biological child. Having a biological fart. Having a biological child <laughs> and then basically having your partner then adopt that child 
via a, a, a lawyer versus the state adoption agency because right. that's how you get away all, all those things because beforehand that's how we used to get married is we basically draw contracts uh, and basically share property so yeah that's that's I think that's a that's a blazing topic uh, we'd love to have some feedback on that absolutely um, I forgot to read the description of this uh, Waikiki Bay oh do we uh, yes ma'am um, so we got it's located okay. in the Marlboro's located in the rain shadow of the spectacular and excuse my pronunciation because I don't speak um, Kiwi. Kiwi. Um, the spectacular Kaukura mountain range at the northern tip of New Zealand's South Island, the nearby Pacific Ocean. This is a description of the location. Give me a second here. Um, so it's, it's cool temperatures, offers conditions, best conditions for growing the, the Sauvignon Blanc grapes. Um, the wine, oh, their premium wine. Is made from carefully selected grapes. Is lively, crisp, fresh, and fruity with well-balanced acidity. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't balance. I think the city. Um, okay. Definitely acidic. If this is the premium, is good except for the acidity. If this is the premium, what is the not so premium taste like? Because I'm afraid of that. I need to find. I'll find one. Don't worry. Don't. <laughs> Our distinguished um, panelists is urging you not to. Please don't do that to us. Can we blackball this brand? Like, no, their no, no, we're going to try all this stuff. This is going to be fun. Um, and apparently it pairs, pairs well with summer salads, seafood, and uh, white vegetable dishes. As a cooking agent, absolutely. <laughs> you saute that sucker. You got you some seafood sautéing. Pour a little bit of this uh, Sauvignon Blanc in it. Actually, I think it would actually do really well. Okay. Cooked into or... cooked into some shellfish or maybe um, pan searing a, a salmon. Yeah. That would be good. Yeah, because yeah. it, it's just acidic enough where it adds a really nice, almost citrusy t- uh, flavor on the palate. Right, and in the salad dressing, salmon. you could use that and some cilantro, rosemary, mm-hmm. olive oil. Mm-hmm. Shake that sucker. Ooh, we'll have to try that. We'll list what we find out with on the uh, website. That'll be good. I say that, but I'm probably going to forget. Um, <laughs> I won't because I have a recording. <laughs> <laughs> so what we're going to do now is I'm going to empty this glass. Mm. And we're going to... All right, boys, bottoms up. Power her down. Yeah. And we're going we're gonna to go ahead and move on to... We're going to move on to our next one. And while they're finishing that off, we're just going to... This is a, a nice... Ugh, it's a Fetzer. Um, it's called. Give me a second here. <clears throat> Would like you to pronounce it for your yeah, yes. Let me try. Let me try. No, let me no, try. Let me. Let me try. Let me try. Hold on. Hold that thought. Let me try. <clears throat> oh, I took. I took two semesters of German. Oh yeah. It's a yeah. uh, Gewürztraminer. No. <laughs> 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 so Tay is gonna repronounce it for us in a little closer. Give her. Give her. Give her a go, Clay. A Gewürztraminer. Oh. What does that say? It's by Fetzer. Um, <laughs> now read back to us. It's in English. Um, <laughs> now, I can read with a German accent. I don't know what a yeah. give Vetzstrammer <laughs> is. But, um, it is. Why is it French? I don't know. <laughs> give me the bread. Uh, let's see. Lots of descriptions about the company. They were founded in 1968, so not too old. Um, Based on somebody's belief that what's good for the earth is good for the wine, 
Um, let's see. Oh, here we go. Uh, we have flavors of honeyed apricots mm. and fresh peach. This Gevert is a secret weapon for taming spicy foods and in, and in. Okay. No, they got a typo. Uh, I think the word is either enhancing or uh, enchanting, but the word is enchanting. Simple ones. Maybe it's both. Maybe it's both. It's it enhancing and, and, and enchanting. Well, it is very German to smash words together. It, yeah, uh, well, yeah, yeah. It's an enchanting chance. That was yes. a good pop. She, she, she got a little sound to her. Yeah. All right. I like okay. that. We're going to go around for everybody. We're going to give them a little. Her, let's just, I'm going to say, out of the bottles that we've had so far, she is okay. the sculptest. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, sorry. And most pretty bottle. Yes. Um, very long, give me a cylindrical. Uh, Wait, I want to I have some taste too. Oh, the skivets. Oh. Ooh, very. So it's also very lightly carbonated. Yeah, it's in the nasal. It's like very nasally, nasally, nasally. You I, can't I just smell, take the rest. I smell grapes in this one. I can't. Oh, I, I, can, it actually I can actually like smell grapes. So I have I have some hopes for this one. It, I, it feels like one of those um, uh, German organic ones. Oh, it, 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 it is organic. It is organic. Yeah, Look yeah. at me. I'm okay with this. Whoa. It's okay. a little sweet, but it doesn't hit hard. Yeah. Apricot and the honey, I definitely feel that. Yeah, that's why. I guess that's why it doesn't hit. That's why it doesn't hit hard. The honey, yeah, that's really honey. yeah. That's really. That's, that's one of the first descriptions that they've actually had in wine. Yeah. Then you actually tasted it. What's the uh, ABV on this one? I'm looking. Twelve. Not low. No. You it's can. naturally high. Yeah, and but the thing is, see, all think about it, all the other 12, 13s we've had. You had a hard hit of alcohol right. in it. This one is so smooth. I was about to say. I would get so drunk. For someone that's not same. a big wine drinker and especially likes the sweet wines, if you guys do not like the drier Cabernet Sauvignons or Pinot Noirs, this is a very good, smooth, sweet. Very sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. very, yeah. very smooth. I mean, it's, I it's beautiful. Like, yeah. It has a really good honey. I and mean, not, not like a not yeah. like bubbly like champagne. It's right. got a couple bubbles in there where you can tell they added... Some kind of carbonation. It's fermentation. A little bit. Uh, yeah, this is fermented. This is not. Oh, from their from their process, their organic process. Right, because there's there's the honey and the. Uh... God, this is so. Good. Yeah, but the, really the bubbles good. just kind of stick there. It's really cool. Yeah, it's I love how our tone completely changes when we find a good one. <laughs> well, like, oh, you know, the good ones. like, look at the color. It's ambrosia. We all turn into like a bunch of honey. Oh, this is gross. This tastes like dirt. A quote from our last episode was, um, I think you said tank juice? Tank juice, tank yes. Tank, oh, no. tank juice, yes, ma'am. Well, I mean, and it is the, that New Zealand one from Farm Girl. Yes. Um, was almost clear compared to this because yeah. I didn't look. Right, yes. right. They really have some character. Yeah. yeah. This is fine with the legs. So also, this cool. one's not trying to creep up yeah. on any large sleeping. It's like throat. Okay. Uh, these are facts. Why? Why? Are <laughs> like, your description so violent? Not, I'm not like the violent wine. This one's trying to console me after I got assaulted. <laughs> this this one wants to well, wants to hold yeah. you and take you to bed. Yes. In the consensual way. <laughs> not in the Bill Cosby way. Oh. Oh come on. <laughs> you know what's coming? He and OJ did it. <laughs> I 
I guess the judges like the pudding because they're putting my ass in jail. Oh! <laughs> don't swallow it. Swallow I it. it. I did it. I swallowed it. <laughs> we don't do spit takes here. Spit takes? <laughs> Spitters and quitters. <laughs> my mom said <laughs> I was raised differently. Yes, you were. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> okay, this one is making me a little warm. I think because I'm enjoying it, um, or because it's the third bottle. <laughs> is this the second or third? This, this is the alcohol. third bottle. Okay, yeah, it's the twelve percent alcohol. It's, it's embracing me. Yeah. Mm. Um, Wrap you a nice blanket of alcohol. Mm. Yes, yes. yes. This is a great that's... summer. Like uh, this was yeah. a tad bit chiller. Yeah, colder. All right, <laughs> <laughs> the drug has gotten to me. And I think that it would be great. More chill. <laughs> More chill. Um, I think it would be great like for a, like a summer. A poolside. Uh, a poolside. Wine or yeah. And yeah. it's what, $7.70? Yeah, so right around, right around there, yeah. Yeah, wow. it's it's actually. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. You, no. can, get, you can get it. Every exactly. wine we got today is under $10. That last one, sure. Cooking, you might could work with that. But yeah, I could, when I, I turn bottoms up, that could have like a dry, burnt <laughs> peach. I, I was scalded. <laughs> I, 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 I think I had to give a hand to, to my personal work and say, here. Um, chair. Chair, yes. <laughs> I reached up to Malibu and, and, and just slightly asked Cher for her forgiveness because that one was... Turn. It was turn. turn. Back town. Sorry. He it. did it. That's all you did. Yeah, that's all he did. No reason. Because she will still sue us. I love you, Sherman. That's, that's how the rich she stay rich. Yes. 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 I mean, sure. let's not. Who sang it? Find that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Who sang it? I, I can I feel it. them. Yep. I can feel them. Somebody sang my song. Find them. <laughs> They're in the east, but go around so we don't have to go across the United States. <laughs> <laughs> Just go around. <laughs> um, so, what I, <laughs> what I want to talk about now is um, a hot button issue that's been going around for oh, a while. Oh, you give us good wine and our hot button issue? Hot button, yes. We're going with, so we're going to talk about guns. How we feel about them, how we feel about the Second Amendment, how we feel about controls on them. There's been a lot of major pushes for that, and um, we know we had some huge pushes through Florida after the um, the um, school shooting, and um, and they, they made a lot of changes. They made a lot of changes um, pretty quickly, and um, and I just want to know what you know what you guys, how do you guys feel about the Second Amendment? How do you feel about that control? Let's start with the Second Amendment first, I guess. We'll break it up. Second Amendment gun control. And we'll, because it, it, it's, they're kind of separate things. So, um... Separate but equal. No. Different topic. Different. Separate wholly different topic. Oh, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> wholly different topic. So, I just want to hear, like, what you guys... For, against, why on the Second start Amendment. start with the Second Amendment. Go ahead. And for, against, and why. I'm definitely for it, um, but I believe that it's, if you're a literalist reading it, uh, just like with biblical texts, um, it does not always make sense for today's standards. I, um, I don't believe that it should be taken away in any form or fashion. Mm -hmm. um, I am pro second minute. I'll basically bet that. Okay. All right. Clay? Um, 
I'm semi-pro second amendment. I I come from a family where uh, they they all hunt. I'm from the south, uh, from the backwoods, and all of my my whole family um, they go out hunting like every every fall. They come and they hunt deer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I grew up around guns. I I you know used a rifle a couple times um, for for hunting, um, and so I feel like using a gun for hunting or for um, even recreational use, even going to like a shooting range, mm-hmm. going and using guns, um, is fine. Right. I see no problem in that at all. Um, my only issue that I draw is whenever people want to own guns that are so high powered as to uh, be like the guns that are made not to shoot recreationally, um, but they're handguns to shoot targets or um, or for self defense or for uh, for hunting. Mm-hmm. But those use that are designed specifically to kill people, like um, M16s, AR-15s. AR-15s. What's an M? Anyway, I don't know. No, no, Do not know a whole lot about guns. I do know that it's got some numbers in it. It's probably used to, to kill people. Anyway, most um, most guns are numbers. Those <laughs> automatic, <laughs> and they do about. kill people. So that <laughs> works. technically, any gun can kill people. Very fair. But. But yeah, those kind of guns that are intended for to cause loss of human life, those should not be in the hands of regular old people. Um, I don't care if you're a collector. Uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate here for a second. What about those who aren't hunters, but who are arguing for the sake of self-defense? Like some people, they don't hunt, but they own they own guns because... They want them for self-defense. Maybe they live it's a in big dangerous. argument. Yeah, because I mean, some people live in dangerous areas, dangerous cities, um, and they want something in their homes. Yeah, I know somebody that has a gun in every room of their house because they live in a very dangerous um, uh, city or town, and uh, that's where that's where my you know that, that that argument comes in for. Guns that are outside of the hunting spectrum. There, you got you know your handguns and stuff that you would you would use for hunting. Um, those aren't designed to, to shoot people, but they have them f- for self defense because they, they either they feel like they live in a dangerous area or they know they live in a dangerous area. Right. So like I, you you know you're saying that you were for hunting weapons, but what about weapons of self defense like 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 handguns? Like a handgun, sure. A handgun, shotgun, sure. But those like not a bad rifle. Those, those should be, uh, I feel, restricted for people to be able to purchase, especially without a, a license to be able to, to use them uh, or to own them. They should have to have yeah, some okay. kind of background check. They should have to have a license to be able to. Or specialized training for that. Specialized right. training. Okay. Why are you some person, you know, 18 years old, sure, able, able to buy a gun in your state, able to right. order it online, like I think in, in some states, or it, it might be a law where you can't um, uh, purchase the actual gun, but you can purchase the parts and you can construct the gun. Right. And so, why are you able to to have access to these to these weapons, basically, of mass destruction that can cause uh, all these solutions that we're about? You know, probably would be mass destruction, but <laughs> so, I mean, like whenever you cause massive loss mass, of human, uh, human mass lives, like mass murders, yeah. mass murders, yeah. you can go into a school or a mall or a country music concert and, and kill, you know, dozens of people at right. a time. I feel like that's a weapon of mass destruction. Okay. Um, I feel like 
It's a good old fish trend, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 should be, it should be monitored pretty closely. And, and yeah. So when you um, separate, would you argue separating like a handgun and like an AR? Well, they're classified. They should have classifications where, yes, you can own this type of gun, but no, you should not own this type of gun. Like, you know, I can own a little, um, I mean, you can't even find access to this, but, you know, walk over to Chernobyl and get, like, a little piece of irradiated, you know, concrete, sure, whatever, but you can't own a nuclear bomb. You can't own, uh... I'm, I'm struggling to draw the connection Basically, uh, the... The, the rich uranium from the uh, Chernobyl right. site um, right. is basically has enough, you know, radiated energy in it to basically if you hug your pocket every day for the next ten years, you're gonna You'll have get cancer. cancer. Yeah. But you can't buy enriched uranium because that's classified. Even though even though they're the same type of material right. and with the same type of, you know, power right. over time. Right. So basically uh, a handgun versus an AR-15 with uh, with an enlarged magazine and a bump stock. Right. You know there should be uh, a, quite of a, a no. I don't want to say limitation because that's where people are going to jump over and, and you know slit throats. Right. Um, is qualifying what weapon is considered extremely dangerous in the yeah. improper hands? So Those right. that are used by the military. To kill enemies. Now, on the flip side of that, most um, extreme yeah. owners mm -hmm. are going to want to. The, the reason they say that they have to have access to the same thing that the military has access to is so that they can they later on themselves defend themselves against, against the military. Right. Um, having a well-formed militia, people have taken that to mean every citizen can be a part of this well-formed militia. But the problem is there's no direction for that militia, and that militia is the national guard. They're trained, and they know how to use one. They are civilians. Yeah, we were just talking about earlier because there was a uh, there's a national guard <coughs> compass right on the reference. Armory. Armory. But let's turn it over to Matt. Yeah, one done at um, but his West had a West is just like Roger. Would you like more, sir? I think we have a little bit more of this. Give uh, your beard. <laughs> nope, I lied. We don't. Oh, oh there we go. <laughs> Never mind. Sorry, empty glass. Um. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Uh, um. I am pro Second Amendment. Mm. Um, I'm definitely. The last time that I went and shot a gun was a year ago because I saw it on my Facebook memories. That was the last time I went and shot a gun. I've never owned a gun. I don't own one right now. Um, but I'm not against owning a gun. I I do. I definitely agree with what you're saying and with the way that guns are classified. I think that some that reform would would be would be good mm -hmm. to where if you're going to have a, uh, we, you have to get trained to purchase a gun. I, I think I think that would make sense. Yeah. I think that would make absolute sense. Absolutely. And there's more training for when you buy an iPhone. There is. Than when you basically purchase a, a mass weapon, you know, <coughs> like any type of weapon. Or a driver's license. Or a driver's license. Because think about it, if you're going to get, you're gonna get a driver's license, oh, yeah. a, a vehicle not intended to, to murder people, you have to get a permit, you have to hold that permit for a set amount of time, and get practice driving while holding that permit and right. then you gotta go take a driver's test right. to then get your driver's license. Which is not involved. intended to kill anything. Right. But you can. You can. Yes. You yeah, absolutely can. can. But you, it takes um, a little more time. Yeah. Yeah, you can also kill more people. I mean, I think you can uh, now drive down the street in Toronto 
uh, on the sidewalk for a little bit. And, and yeah. that's, I'm not sure if Ohio, that's a... Uh, or Ohio, yeah, you know. Just plow down some Yeah, or in, or in Charlottesville. I think that's how they get their garbage permits there sometimes. Um, right. I'm like... And if, 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 I have to make a quick disclaimer. If people are, you know, if you're unaware in this conversation just now, that was all sarcasm. Highlighting uh, people getting right. killed by... Yeah, no, uh, motorists who who have rented vehicles and then decided to go to crowded events and and emerging for some unknown reason, or well, some kind of known reason, but they felt like that was the right thing to do, which was not. Um, and we are against that. Okay, continue. Against continue. Against. Sorry, I had to get that explained right now. I didn't want to take you back. You know, press. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, <laughs> I think we're. I think in we're pretty all in favor of the Second Amendment. Yeah, absolutely. We all study its background and its history for um, basically we were freshly out of the uh, the not simple what we were freshly out of the Revolution. yeah that one um, we had just written the Declaration of Independence and right. we were like okay now we set up a government and we need to say what things are allowed what things are not allowed oh okay well, we need to amend this because um, we don't want another foreign power to be able to walk in down the street and our citizens not be safe right we don't yeah. want you know well, plus the, you don't the, want Piss off your citizens either. I'm mean, be like, oh no, you can't have guns. We can, or but not you. Because you can just give them all guns right. to fight. Right. Exactly. Now you're gonna go round them up. No. No. No one is coming after our guns. Right. They're not gonna take them out of our well, homes. With that, no, that's let's, not gonna happen. It, 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 well, 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 since we're going in that direction anyway, um, what we can go ahead and do. I want to talk about um, gun control. But before we start, before we start with gun control, I think we'd all be happy with a little more wine. Thanks. So. We're going to look at the oak leaf here. It's a Shiraz. And um, Clay, can you for can you go ahead and um, explain to us what exactly a Shiraz is? Okay, so Shiraz or Syrah is a type of wine from the south of France. Uh, it is characterized by being a very, very tanniny, very dry red wine. Yeah. This is for me. This, this is yours. Very, very small of us, which is all my tannins. Oh, I love the tannins. I love the tannins in my skin. You get a nice smell. Wine hangover? Yeah. It's a very heavy, very heavy mouthfeel wine. Alright, so we're going to sniff and swish and go. It like a good bread? It does. It smells deep. Very leathery. Leathery, yeah. I was thinking about the nipple on a baby bottle last month. What? It's gone now. Again. It's gone now. Man objects. <laughs> <laughs> right. The tires. Other no, things. No, tires they were like because of sulfur. Oh. And nipple oh. on a baby bottle is what's here? Smell like stink. Stink. Stink nipple bottles. Okay. Um, it's going away. This is good. I love oh, this. This is so puckery. It's like it's like. I like this. I like this a getting, lot. I'm getting very, all very pucker. I like this a lot. Okay. You know, I thought when I saw it, I thought it was going to be more like the sangria. And I was like, oh, I'm going to hate this, but it's really good. It's supposed to have. And this is oak leaf again. This is oak leaf again. It's supposed to have ripe blackberry aromas. So it probably has about um, ten percent alcohol. Oh, yeah, it's probably high as crap. We're at 12.5. No. Um, Black pepper notes and bold long finish paired with braised short ribs. Who does it the best? Long very, so, very long finish. I like long finish. Yeah, love it. Yeah, it, this is this is wonderful. I'm I'm enjoying this. So for the opposing opinion compared to all of the wine drinkers, uh, yes, uh, this is not my favorite. 
favorite because it has that dry, not sweet flavor yes. to it. I'm there with you. No, we'll split your glass. You don't finish that. We're all family here. I'll finish the drink. Right. But this is this is I'm okay with this. This reminds me. It almost tastes like a Cabernet Sauvignon. That's why. Yeah. And it, so I'm okay. This would be this. great with the red meat. Yeah, um, and they, they mentioned pairing it with ribs. Or, yeah, I, I'm not so a big fan a of pork ribs. Oh, I would demolish some ribs. Yeah, they're, too, they're too messy. Yes. They're too messy. Yeah. Mm, you gotta, cause you see, if they're messy, messy, if they're messy, they didn't cook them right. You should cook them long enough where it's so tender you can take a fork and just rip it right off the bone. Yeah, meat and bone. That you, that's why you, you should be able to rip it off the bone. Like, now, when I say rip. I mean, you should be able to. The bone should almost slide out of it, mm-hmm. and then you can just then you can just cut it with your fork and knife and eat it how you like. Eat all prim and proper and irregular for the south. Where shots fired, shots fired across the house. I want a steak. Yeah, mm, this would yeah. be great. Yeah, that would be awesome. Nice steak, steak, medium steak. Not a red meat. But <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I think it would be great. If, if, you know, with, with a good red meat. Um, so, continue with our conversation. Moving away from Second Amendment onto gun control. Um, there has been, there has been some, there has been some, um, there has been some uh, debate over gun control laws, gun control regulation, that kind of thing. I know uh, Florida, like I mentioned earlier, Florida passed a, a lot of sweeping regulation recently over the, after the, uh, the shooting, the high school shooting there. Um, how do you guys feel about some some gun control regulations? Things like um, 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 restrictions on age, restrictions on mental well-being, comprehensive background um, checks, background checks, right. things like uh, or or um, certain types of modification. Um, how do you, how do you guys uh, well, and about between the Second Amendment and the gun regulations, because with Second Amendment, because I, I also agree that yes, we should bear arms. I have a shotgun under my bed, I keep a pistol in my car, but when it comes to those heavy duty assault rifles that shoot 45 rounds per minute, right? I get the point where people enjoy it recreationally. I'm sure it's fun to shoot those, and I also get that. Some people extensively worry about our government becoming a different type of government and trying to control and come in, invade, all that thing, things um, to where they feel the need that they want to have that. And I get that, but when it comes to that, yes, I think with gun regulation, if you're going to have that, yes, you need to be at least a certain age, whether that be 21 or maybe even older, um, and... Yeah, definitely extensive background check. Maybe even when it comes to assault rifles, maybe even like a psychological evaluation. Yeah, I, I think, think that would make absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. handguns no, not as big of a deal. You know, it can only hold a certain amount of bullets. And yeah. right, and um, so that one, I still think that there needs to be age regular. I don't think a sixteen-year-old should just be able to go to a gun show and just purchase a handgun right because they want one. Right. Um, okay. And I have been to gun shows before. Um, I went with it. It doesn't matter. I, but I have been to a gun show before, and it um, you can buy 
whatever you want there. And it's, and I think, and that was before they banned bump stocks. Um, so you can buy bump stocks there. You can right. get a, an assault rifle. Now also um, at, gun, sorry to cut you off, at, at a gun show, it's a gun and knife show in um, uh, Tom Wright's live. Uh, they had uh, all sorts of memorabilia from uh, World War II, including like Nazi knives, stuff like that. It also had KKK memorabilia. They had a pair of candlesticks, remember, that were like the 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 bottoms of them were, were clan members, and then you put a white taper candle on, and that was the hood. Wow. Like wow. Yeah, like that's crazy wow. stuff. Like that's the kind of stuff that you would find at a gun I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, wow. I'm sure that not not all of them are like that, but that's my experience with gun shows is that there are. Lots of wild, crazy, right-wing racist people who um, uh, frequent these places. But back to what Wes was saying, you know, with, the, with the, the, the gun shows, um, all the action is going on inside. There is, in some states, including South Carolina and most of the Carolinas, called the gun show loophole, where yeah. you can buy anything from a private seller in the parking lot. It's still illegally a gun show. And then in the parking lot, you can basically say, hey, Wes, um, I like that gun. I may not be exactly old enough, but I would love to purchase that, that, uh, that drink. <laughs> Sorry, I'm drinking. <laughs> Guys, this is a very serious topic. This is a very serious topic. There, I'm sorry, there's a wine interchange there. It was bad. I have relinquished it my was, cup of wine because it was it's bad been distributed. As the four fires to the 410 connection, you're not talking about you're a brave soul for doing it every day. Um, but like I said, the, uh, the, the, the gun show, the gun show loopholes, gosh darn it, um, where you can buy anything in the parking lot. Um, and it's from private seller, private seller. No trick, no no paper trail, right. no background right. checks, because they're not legally obligated to. Right. And even with all the state regulations, even the ones that Florida has now introduced, they have still not closed the gun show loopholes. Right. Where they're basically parking lot exchanges are very common. Right. When you meet in person with somebody, people exchange emails okay. and basically meet afterwards. Right. And basically exchange high powered guns mm -hmm. for you know above market value because. Right. They know maybe in that state or that county that they're not even going to be sold, or maybe with that age group, Walmart has a 21 or older limit now. Mm -hmm. That's something they've done recently in all their I stores. Think, I think that's also smart. recently mm -hmm. let out an email or a post saying that they were going to restrict the amount of age or certain restrictions themselves to the company. Right. right. And as a company, sense. they also are looking for restricting the amount of ammunition you can buy at one time. Right. Because right. we all know that you can buy an AR 15, right. which is useless unless you have. The bullets. Wow. The bullets. Yeah. So here's a comprehensive data check in my mind. Um, and it's not only at point of sale. It's a it's a it's a deep mind sort of data check where basically uh, usually people that are planning to do things like the Florida shooting um, don't plan it over an extensive period of time. So an eighteen year old walks into your store and buys a gun and then that should register as some blip somewhere. Not saying it's you know company held, but it should register somewhere. Person purchases a gun, perfectly fine. Somewhere else down the road, two days later, they walk into an ammunition shop, purchase forty rounds. That's a blip. Walk right. into another place, purchases twenty rounds of something right. else. 
that person is not going hunting right. with all of these bullets, especially for an AR-15. You shoot right. you shoot an animal with the AR-15, and you're, you're, gonna, not, you're, you're not, not gonna be able to do anything about that. You have animal. very little animal left. Mass. Not, okay, yeah. So if you shoot a deer that kind of power. If you, you shoot a deer in the head, fine. Yeah, I understand you're not gonna do that. But if you have a swordsman that has to use an AR-15 to take down a deer, sucks at hunting. Sucks at hunting. <laughs> I've been I've been deer hunting. Yes, this California boy has been deer hunting. Uh, I watched, and these takes guys... Takes one shot. Huh? I, takes I one, one, takes one, one shot, shot yeah. or a bow and arrow. One arrow I always yeah. the heck out of bow and arrow hunters. Not a hunter myself, Amen. but to put down an animal with a bow the way God intended is <laughs> <laughs> one of those feats. I, I think God intended you to surround them and then hunt them and chase them down with spears. How do you surround a bear? You, you, you try. <laughs> Next week on Bird, trying to hunt a bear with a spear <laughs> and a protective wildlife. And clubs, and clubs. You just got to beat the crap out of them. Okay. Or yell very loudly. Or yell very loudly until it's a bit. So you scare them to death? Yes. Yeah. I believe we can do it with a bottle of wine. Cheers. There you go. No, bear. No. Uh, with that New Zealand walkie talk. Um, but I mean, back to you guys. I, like, like, I, I, this, um, my, well, my comprehensive um, thing kind of, kind of gives more power over to the government, which is already what these people, most of these people, are not wanting. Well, let me let me speak on behalf of someone who, who has served in the military and um, has seen the kind of firepower the, the military has. Sorry, did you say flower power? Firepower. Oh, thank you. Um, Honestly, there are so many weapons right now that the uh, government has that would trump anything. I mean, not to be you know punny or anything, but it would literally trump anything that we could buy as uh, as, as private citizens. Um, like, I mean. There was at one point when I was we were out doing field training and somebody was practicing with a, a Gatling gun. You can't buy a Gatling gun. I didn't know those were things. Those things are real until I joined the military and I heard that that sucker. Um, and then like or tanks. Practices that can go out and buy a tank. Right. <laughs> so your stance is the the Second Amendment uh, does allow us to have guns. Yeah, uh, it, we have to be smart about it. The argument, the, the argument for gun right, gun rights to to fight back against the government is invalid at this point. Maybe back when the all the government had the same type of weapons we had, sure. But when we started implementing tanks, um, like I said, Gatling guns, bazookas. Drones. Okay, yeah. And I, uh, a lot has changed in time. We can't compete against the government. We cannot overthrow the government with that. Right. The no. fact that we own the same model, not even the same type of rifle, because the AR-15 right. is sort of phasing out in the United States military. Um, because wow. the AR-15 itself is not used in wow. the uh, in the military. They use the they use a different wow. version. They use the M16. Okay. And the difference between those two is the M16 has a three-round burst function on it, right, so where the AR-15 does not. It's, right. It goes it goes into three rounds. Not it's not automatic, but it's quite close to um, it's quite close to an automatic, uh, right. where one pull shoot three rounds off. Highly inaccurate, highly inaccurate. Right. But um, the the AR-15 does not have that function. You have safe and you have fire, whereas the M16 you have safe fire and then three rounds burst. Right. 
And uh, that's, the, that's the real difference. Other than that, it's mostly shape the same. It's um, firepower is the same. The range, velocity, that kind of stuff is, 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 is the same. So as a prime military serving uh, person who I definitely appreciate your um, service to our country, um, what do you feel, do we have actual protection from the U.S. military if, in fact, they were to implement martial law by oh, executive order? No. Absolutely. Maybe initially, if we were to put them if they were, if the government was to put in mar uh, implement martial law for whatever reason and we wanted to fight back, initially, uh, they would be probably be caught off guard a little bit because they wouldn't expect us to retaliate like that if we were to start that. Um, but then the government response from that would be yeah. so forceful and so quick, we would have no time. How then, big is the military, though? Like, uh, so you're looking at a let me see. So the Marine Corps has a, has around a standard force of around uh, two hundred and thirty thousand around the active duty. Uh, that um, the army has, if I remember correctly, I think it's like four or four hundred thousand, something like that, four or five hundred thousand. Uh, Air Force is quite small. I think Air Force is only sitting at like two hundred and some odd. Um, army being our, our biggest, so Air Force and the Navy are around about the same. Uh, they're very very so close combined, together. Drew like one one point two million. Yeah, without, so around there. And that's activity. just that's just the active duty. That's now now right. they in Not turn activate the reserve units or the National Guards. And and, and National Guards start pushing too. Yeah, we we getting yeah we get we're talking about a lot of people that serve. Right. I mean, even train. if you factor train. out train, yeah. Yeah. even if you factor out defectors from the military who side with civilians, you still got over a million people mm -hmm. who who are fighting on behalf of the government who can shut down states right. quickly. Right, and quickly. not to mention that alone the Air Force, each drone pilot in their uh, beautiful secret bases in Nevada um, can operate 40 drones apiece. Right. They, I mean, they sit in the office with joysticks right. and cameras. Right. But that's 40 drones apiece. Right. The drone's got to change the game. Yeah, because the drone alone changes the game. From our military sides, I'm sure if something like that happened and they wanted to request the assistance from another country, I'm sure they would also decide to join us. So right, this adds to right. The that's the last thing we didn't think about either. Like we have allies that would help keep our government in, in yeah. control. Right, because our government is our economy. Right, right, and right. That's the and and we have the most influential economy in the world. So I mean, if the other countries would have a stake in maintaining our government, yeah, a UK, financial stake. And yeah, Germany, yeah. France, the UK, uh, Spain. Greece, even even though you know they they I are detrimental to the government. I just still think that's a little but too. It, it, that's but a, I mean, it could happen. There it, be it So so the, I, that that argument I, I can't see as as valid. So a a well trained militia of American citizens owning the amounts of guns that we personally own still would have no. Effect on the greater. Oh, some of them can do some damage. Think about it. We have a high advantage. amount. Yeah, we have some high amount of veterans. Okay. We have high amount of veterans, especially now after post nine eleven veterans, right. who have urban warfare training. <laughs> specifically after nine eleven, and after we got over to the Middle East and realized how they fight, we had to revamp our training because before nine eleven, we were training for jungle warfare kind and of desert you know? warfare and oh, desert warfare yeah. warfare. Um, no, we can do, but, we can do war, 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 war for, yeah. um, but um, but they fight in the cities as well, which was unusual up until that point. And 
we we would uh, so we start we re we revamped it. We built fake cities, uh, uh, mouth towns is what we call them, yeah. um, and uh, we would train inside those cities, uh, practicing you know entrance building entrances in, in, entrances uh, in, entering buildings. Um, um, when you when you pass buildings, you know you check check your windows, check your doors. You know you enter the building, you go up and down stairs, you communicate with, with your fire team. Um, whole nine yards, and uh, that that whole thing. So, with with that whole thing, you got a bunch of veterans now. Because a lot of post nine eleven veterans that aren't still serving, a lot of them did their four or six year, got out. Yeah, hard. Now, now they are private citizens. So you got part of that that private citizen group will be them. They will be the ones that will be putting some heavy damage, you know, in the event something like that were to happen. So there will but, be a resistance. Absolutely, but. You, there's only so much resistance you can do with yeah. an F-16 drone strike fighter that right. basically is, you know, I mean, sitting, and, and these people are spread there. out. We're not talking about isolated pockets of veterans. Right, and, and, and they could people who and are spread out. Group, they could network. They, they could, yeah. But, and, and train, you know. Right. Probably there's probably there's some people around them. That's not, right. Yeah, right. but, but I mean, when, you're, when you're flying out of, out of, out of, off of uh, naval vessels, you know, that are, that are, that are post-side, you know, with the F-16 could get to New York, uh, Washington, D.C. In minutes. In minutes. Yeah. You know, literally in minutes. minutes. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. And, and, yeah. and put down range some serious firepower. Yeah. I mean, you look at the A-10, the, the A-10 Warthog. Yeah. That thing can hover, and not hover, but, I mean, coming down, it can shoot from a mile away. Yeah. And, and create pothole-sized, you know, j just mass. Not carnage. to mention, not, besides the drones, I mean, we have guided missiles as well. So the That's pilots, true, yeah. the pilots... Can or not necessarily the pilots, but they have um, guys on the ships, on the ships, oh Lord, on the planes that guide the missiles. They have they have their own little cameras that they're looking at, and they are guiding the missiles to targets. So they, we are very precise now with with any kind of bombing. So I mean, it, it'd be we would we would eventually lose. Right. Like, so no, the level escalation. We basically become to a point where right. where we're, we're getting decimated right. as private citizens. So right. that kind of wraps us back to. You know, the Second Amendment we support absolutely. Having guns, but I love guns. I I love going like to me that the aspect of, of shooting is is more is is based more on the fundamentals. I like the the all the calculations it takes to make a really nice, clean, perfect shot. You know, you get that perfect sight picture, that perfect sight alignment. You know, if you know the arc of your rounds, all all that stuff. When you calculate all that in the distance, mm -hmm. or if you're outside and you're calculating your your, your windage, yeah. and you're making those those timely adjustments, and you you're shooting them down range, and you're hitting black, that is phenomenal. Like the feeling you get when you're 500 yards away, oh, yeah. and you got some strong winds going, and you shoot that round. It comes that target comes and back up, and you hit you hit dead center. Beautiful. Like you know, I like hitting my pickle cans. Your, your pickle cans. Yeah, I used to live in Louisiana as well. No, it wasn't a BB gun. It was a, it was a, it was a little pocket rocket. It was a, a thirty six. All thirty six. All thirty six. Yeah. Like that? Yes, mm -hmm. very tiny, okay. very yeah. tiny. Pocket but, rocket, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you well, do you know, know, it's a long pocket rocket. Ten-year-old me felt the kickback on my little shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't about that age too, so I mean, like, who else has only the thirty-six? But uh, the only reason that that I was kind of harping on how ineffective we would be against the United States military is that amassing weapons. Yeah, that should 
that should have an overall, I don't want to say law against it, but like there should be a limit. And I don't want to take away freedoms for doing so, because if you limit that, you can limit numerous other things. But a private citizen... That's, see, that's another argument that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. When you, you people, uh, the argument is if you start limiting it, then they want to keep limiting it. Why? And, yeah, that's, like, that, that was my argument. Is, is this, why? Our, our military, like, just with what we were just talking about. Okay. They don't they have to be... The limit, you keep acting stupid. There's no way the law works. Basically. But it, there's no need to continue to limit it because our not, government can't not suppress that us one thing. It. Not that one thing. You use that to cite limiting something else. Well, you you know, you judicially, know, I guess. Yeah, judicially. It's, I, it's okay. the way the law works. You, you basically say, you know, Peterson versus, you know, uh, uh, mayor. Whatever. Right. And oh, then, exactly. Right. And Lockheed Martin. And, and in this case, we, we, we found that this was legal, and so it set a precedent. That means yep. we can do this for, for private magazines. And well, so okay. basically things, I can understand that fundamentally, right. but here's the thing. If someone knows that there is a cache of weapons that you could just steal to do these things that mm -hmm. some not healthy people want to do, then that's where that's where it starts to affect it. That's where I start to be fearful of of people that have large collections of guns mm -hmm. that are right. that are not collections for collectible stances. They're collections for well, I'm, they're not taking me, you know, alive type of right. type of stances. Right. And 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 those those private little cults that get you know entrenched and and are in the woods of Louisiana. Um, I've seen them. You know, I, 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 I was about to ask why you got so specific about Louisiana. Because <laughs> I, I lived in literal Louisiana. Um, and it, 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 it's it's a different world out there. Uh, yeah, you need, I, you need yeah. to drive 45 minutes to get to a grocery store. You know, everything. I've driven through it. Yeah, everything around there is, is basically, I don't want to say backwoods because they have roads. Right. Um, but, you know, it took me three hours to get to school. Wow. Not bus. even back, right? Yeah. Not even like backwoods because a lot of it's not even woods. It's, it's not just flat. flat. It's just flat. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and there's swamps here and there. Yeah. But that's where these that's where these things spring up because yeah. there's very little federal government, you know, control. there. Control. In there. I mean, yeah. the, Louisiana par parishes. Yeah. You know, like they don't even recognize. The, 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 the state's population of counties. Right. You know, so like it's it basically they're, they're their own little melting pot. Right. And, and all the ingredients don't blend together. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I have, I'm, I'm for gun control. I, I find it personally odd that military personnel are against gun control regulations um, because they're, they're so heavily regulated on military bases. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I think I think civilians assume that like military personnel walk around military bases carrying weapons all over the place. Yeah, you you have like a like like grenade. I just have yeah like string grenades like I have string grenades. Like I, have string grenades. I, got, I, I got a side. I got I got a I got a M sixteen slung across my shoulder or M four slung across my shoulder. I got a sidearm with me. Absolutely. Um, maybe a K bar or a sword, and I'm just walking down the streets. No, it doesn't happen at all. Like wait, wait you don't have a sword. I mean, sometimes you do see somebody walking down the street with a sword, okay. but they're ceremonial. They're ceremonial. They're ceremonial into the giant butter knives. They're giant well, butter knives. Except for the point, because when you use them, sometimes you cut yourself. But um, if you don't know what you're doing, um, but like everything is so heavily regulated there. Um, like if you don't have a job that requires you to carry some kind of firearm, you don't carry a firearm. It is locked away in armor. You don't have it unless you unless you need it. 
Right. Um, like so, there's certain there were certain duty posts I stood where I had to carry a firearm, and there were certain duty posts that I stood that didn't require a firearm. So, like if you're guarding the armory, yes, you want to have a firearm because you're guarding firearm. Or if you're NK. Uh, right. Or if you're if you're a battalion um, duty officer or something like that, usually they carry a firearm something like that. Um, but if you're just like at one point I I was guarding record books, service record books before they went digital. Um, you don't need a firearm to guard paper. So I didn't have a firearm. <laughs> you were also talking about something when you were like trying to go slightly on top. What were you doing specifically to be guarding them? You you walk around. You so they they, they were housing a giant building. Uh, it was also an office space. Um, and there was one room that had all the service record books of everybody on base. So you're looking at at the time the base had over a little over thirty thousand um, personnel on it. How so you had yes, you had all the, you had all the record books in that one place. Mm-hmm. So you, it had, you had twenty four hour duty guards on okay. it, okay. and you paced the perimeter. You walked through all the offices, everything. You made okay. sure that after hours you were the only person there mm-hmm. because sensitive information PII. All that kind of thing, you know, you don't want people with that, that information getting out. So you had somebody steady guard to make sure that kind of stuff didn't happen uh, or get out. Um, but that was it. Didn't need. I didn't need to carry a sign off of that because nobody's going to come in and stand me up for a record book. Yep. You were also in the center of the base, right? Um, we were. I wouldn't say the center, but definitely inside of it. Like, right. So you had to get through. Base security first. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they go through the front gate right. where they have military police standing guard. Right. Civilian, well, civilian MPs and military MPs would guard the, guard the gate. Right. So you had to make it to them to get onto the base. Um, past that, you come up, you came up to the doors were always locked after hours anyway. Like so, you'd have to knock on the doors or jingle it or something, and then whoever standing duty would have to come and address you. You would just walk in. What state your business? You know, what are you here for? Who are you? What are you here for? And we have a logbook of the time and it, that you came in and what you what you came for. So even if you're not in the door and you had the wrong building, we made a note of it that you were there. We got your name, set the time, you were here. As, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to say this because I was in the Marine Corps and this makes sense, but uh, you would say SMM, said name Marine. You know, Corporal you Corporal Schmuckatelli or Lance Corporal Schmuckatelli, because the Marines out there get it. Lance Corporal Schmuckatelli <laughs> came, uh, stopped by, had the wrong building, was looking for S four. Y'all don't get it. I know that S four is uh, logistics uh, embarkation. They, they but even if you went to the building and had the wrong building, they still logged we it. would log it. Everybody came in. I had one time I was standing duty. FBI, not FBI. Uh, NCIS agent came by looking for a specific record book. Like the TV and show. Yes, oh, like, like the, <laughs> yes, like the TV show. He was looking for a specific record book. I couldn't find it, so I've been I've been notes. You know, agent so and so from NCIS stopped by. Right. And you know, the whole nine yards. But and then. The, I have like three different mini topics that I want to like, dive into. I just want to touch on while the storm. Go ahead and run across them real quick. Right. So, one, so like you were saying, so obviously our weapon power has dra- drastically increased right. since the Constitution was created. So, everyone that likes to throw up the, the right to bear arms, yes, you do have a right to bear arms, but an AR 15 is definitely. Differing 
from the guns they use. They have a repat the gun and powder. Yeah. Right. And, and, and when everybody had the were, same gun. Right. right. You were reloading at the same time I was reloading. Right. They weren't expecting Well, and you also, you also shot, shot in platoon formation. So you first, the first... The first line fired. This yeah. they nailed to pack. Yeah, the was the second. Yeah. Pack. Yeah, exactly. Not this shit where we can just chip, chip, boom. 45 rounds, ready to go. Another. Yeah. Right. You know. Speed and, reloads. Right. Quick. Yes. And, uh... Oh, those are fun. You just, you just, now you just hit a button, grab mags, slap it in, and keep it going. Mm-hmm. But, and so, and I'm going to touch back on the, the psychological mm-hmm. aspect of gun restriction. Because, even though, okay, like... And I'm not the same. He does. But I, I also have a cousin by marriage who's in the Marines. Um... And so, so, you know, you're not always deployed. You're right. a good bit. Yeah. And there comes the issue of, okay, he's seen some shit overseas, or so-and-so's seen some shit overseas. Right. Are they mentally stable? How often does the government test? Like, is he going to be have a PTSD moment over here at home and right. freak out and right. shoot a bunch of stuff? Right. Um, it's going to be regular, or like regular checkup. Right. Maybe that could be a thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and also, this is a rens, not on the same topic, but on gun, guns. Um, like I said, I had a... I have a pistol, and depending on the state, like, I went, I bought this weapon off of a co-worker individual, purchased it, took it, unloaded to my local police station, right. to register it in my name, and... We don't register handguns in the state. So there's right. no knowledge that if I did shoot someone, I have I have a picture of the serial number, but it's so if it were to get stolen or anything, but no one else, police force wise, would know that it's my gun. Right. Yeah. No. It, uh, um, fusing off of what Matt just said, I think it's absolutely perfect. Um, Ryan and I were having a private conversation. Um, probably a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about, you know, everybody has to have a license to drive a vehicle, everybody has to have a license to do certain things, um, and, you know, I look 30, um, but I can't buy alcohol until I, you know, show up my passport or my license. What if every gun owner had to have insurance? You know, because you just said, not every state regulates people to have, but we do know that gun handguns are stolen from people who don't store them properly, right. or maybe even from oh, people yeah. who just do store them Properly, but have their gun cabinet broken in, right. their gun box stolen out of their home. Right. You know, we had issues during um, Katrina. We had yeah. issues during mass flames yeah. where people were like, "You know what? This nice cherry oak thousand pound cabinet isn't going down river with me." So right, right. you know, they basically were just like, "All right, we're we're uh, you know we're leaving it here." And then in the flood, they basically come back to it and it's been smashed and grabbed. So right. those serial numbers that are not on some of those weapons, are, that are not registered on some of those weapons, basically just go off into the mist. But mm-hmm. what happens down the road when that gun or firearm is used to commit a murder? Right. 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 And so, you know, in most instances, in civil law, since you don't know who killed your person of interest. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. Keep going. Um, then <laughs> you say, all right, I want restitution. I right. want... I, I can't afford to bury them because I we didn't expect my my eighteen year old to, to get shot right um, you yeah. know walking down the street for no life insurance right there's right. no life insurance for right. for most eighteen year olds um, and this gun we have traced back to 
uh, private buyer. It, it's, it's, that's all it says. Right. So I believe the gun owners had to start carrying gun insurance yeah. to cover anything that was done with their firearm. They might start securing them a little bit more safely. Right. And they might start, right. you know, doing a couple of other things. Basically, right. I have to have insurance for all of my guns, you know. Well, so it would be mandatory. It, it, it would have to be something that was mandatory okay. because basically it, it's not like you can you can pay out of cash to $50,000 to the family. Right. You know, right. It would be basically mandatory to say, all right, you don't want more gun regulation, that's fine. But like cars on the road, they kill people and sometimes it's not your fault, then we'll let this... Um, Insurance. Insurance take care of that. Yeah. Right. So, it's a tax. Well, I mean, we pay taxes. Tickets, I'm sure it will not be anywhere as, I as much as car insurance. No, no, no. Because, no, right. I mean, if you think of the whole scheme, the whole grand scale here, and look at statistics uh, of, of the America, and you look at the statistics versus how many guns are owned by private citizens and how many government incidents happen, there's, there's, there, there's, there's a... a the, the amount of guns owned by private citizens versus the amount of shoes happened is, is, is higher. So the insurance probably wouldn't be a whole lot per gun right. if you had if you had the insurance. Um, I think it would be very beneficial, like you were saying, if somebody stole a gun, shot somebody, threw the gun away before they you know, before they could get caught. And but you finally the police or somebody finds a gun, looks up a serial number, you were the last person that bought the gun. Now you're in all this trouble. Whereas you could have reported it stolen your insurance company and then they're being notified they're that there's they a notify gun the authorities hot gun on yeah. the streets and they notify the authorities that the gun with this serial number at least was stolen and this making model or yeah exactly at least like a car like to have some sort of record if you sell your gun don't just take a 200 dollars cash payment and oh let me write out this receipt you know, yeah that i bought from dollar tree you know it's <laughs> like <laughs> Get an actual bill of sale and have you and the new owner sign it. Keep a record of it. So if the police do come knocking at your door for a handgun, rifle, whatever, that has been used to kill someone, you have a record where you sold it to such and such person with this address mm -hmm. to find someone. See, but again, that still falls back into states that really regulate registration of guns and who owns what. I think we just solved guns. We'll go to all of our senators' offices and just give them our fine selection of wines from, from today. And let them listen to the podcast. Um, but we, uh, haven't called, we haven't called them dickheads yet. No! Well, not even did. But. No, we still haven't called them that yet. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And technically, right. that would be a condom if you believe in contraceptive, which most of you don't. <laughs> so, <laughs> topic for a different day. What we're gonna do now? We're gonna, what I want to do now is I want to hit what our final thoughts on some of the things we discussed. Um, I just want to run around the room here, and I'm gonna hit you guys with the, with the topics we discussed here. Um, we're kind of like a rapid fire, so okay. I'm gonna start with that. Babies, yes or no, and would you want them uh, biological or not? Um, babies, I would like at some point. Biological, I don't see as an option okay. unless I. Found a friend. <laughs> Found a friend. Um, but at some point, once I get my life fulfillment, travel, see things, I wouldn't be against it. I would say I definitely want to have them. But yeah, you know. Okay. A little mini mix. Oh, maybe I hear that. Oh, 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 maybe. Oh, well, fine. 
And what about what about guns? Second Amendment for uh, and guns. Yeah, I think we should be allowed to have guns. I don't think you should restrict. I have a friend that thinks that we should be similar to other countries. Of they've removed all guns completely, and their crime rate has dropped a good bit. Um, but I don't think that the size of our country and government and the state of our government, I don't, I don't think that would work. Okay. So I, I think we should be allowed to have some tighter gun restrictions, I think would definitely be a thing. Um, not quite as loose as we are on these gun Slightly restrictions, guns. but these gun hoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're called gun nodes. <laughs> gun nodes. 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 Gun Right. No, I, I could uh, I could see myself with a kid at some point, but it's not right now. Right. So I'm not even prepared to entertain that idea. Um, uh, as far as guns go, I I don't want to see us having the same argument that the United Kingdom is having right now, where they're fighting about people walking around with knives. Right. I, I don't want to see that either. They're, they're a bit stabby over there. Because they can't have guns. Because they can't have guns. Same in Japan. <clears throat> Yeah. And it's, uh, what no, 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 actually, uh, uh, interject here. In Japan, you can have guns. Right. It's, but hard, it's to get, very hard, hard to get. It's very hard to get. They have very, like, they have random police checks to check the number of rounds you have, make sure to check yeah. the number like, of guns you have, like one and gun they gun check to see if if you've used that gun recently, they'll, they'll, they'll swap it. But everybody there can make a knife. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, Shank. I, I don't want to see that happen. I, I don't want to see us get to the point where, right. you know, it's, it's that same argument. Right, right. right. But but we are basically having the exact same argument with the guns we have right now. So obviously something needs to happen, right? right. Something needs to happen. Something. Uh, and uh, and whatever y'all find something. out what that is, y'all let me know. Um, <laughs> I'm open. I'm open to, to the idea. I'm, I'm here to talk about it. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's pretty much how I how I feel about it. I'm, you know, something needs to happen. Something needs to happen. I get that, Clay. Babies. Babies. <laughs> Okay. Kids are vacation. What do you want to start? <laughs> Babies or guns? <laughs> well, no, I think they're, I think they're property topics because our children are dying. Oh, that's, oh, oh, I like that. Um, that's deep. Um, so, okay, that was deep. Um, Babies, yes. At, at some point, well, maybe I have to put the whole I put the whole lot of thought towards the um, the idea of having children. I think that uh, at some point I might like to eventually have you know like a little like that's a mini me running around. Um, but I feel like uh, adoption would be an excellent, uh, an excellent choice, given whatever circumstance, whatever the laws are very available to me, uh, to be able to adopt. Okay. Um, just because there's so many children in the system. I feel right. Like, you know. You know. Absolutely. And what about uh, guns and gun control? Guns. Guns. I have strong opinions. Um, but yes, I, I, I am. <laughs> I'm very, very uh, much in support of. Of the Second Amendment, but for very, very tight gun control. Mm. Okay. 
on especially like uh, weapons that can, can cause huge amounts of loss of life other than you know, for people who own guns for hunting or for recreation at the time, but people want to own uh, Guns and stuff. Spin around in a circle and take yeah, down and take out a whole, in a, a whole elementary school full of children. That those guns should not be built. Facts. Facts. <laughs> okay. Um, they, yeah. Babies. Babies. Um. Not until this past year did I honestly start thinking that I'm like, hey, a kid would be fine. But then I looked at my bank account. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so I I am in uh, I, I'm in complete support of, of eventually having a child. I think that um, we all in this room should be a part of producing great citizens for um, the upcoming future. Because I mean, literally, the future will be our uh, children. Um, they'll be what we basically bring out of this this generation, this era of time. Um, and it's not for everyone. Right. Um, but I think that we can all be great stewards and great uncles. Um, and I'm a gay uncle. That's a gay uncle for the listeners. Um, and and I, I really love uh, being able to share gifts and then go home. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's, that's wonderful feeling. Right. And so, uh, but eventually, I mean, I, I could see, you know, supporting uh, an effort between my partners of, of having um, a child um, onto guns. Um, yeah, the guns. How do you feel about gun control and gun regulation? I, I am a strong supporter of the Second Amendment. I understand um, why it was written. I understand what purpose it serves. I do believe, like Matt said, we are far out um, in left and right field of basically saying, you know, this is a thing that has to support, you know, the steadily armed militia. Um, we both had muskets at that time, you know, both the government and um, the militia. Um, and what about gun control? Gun control. I'm I'm in favor of a comprehensive um, background uh, uh, search. I, I, I uh, understandably not so for the rest of uh, you know of the people out there. Um, yearly checkups with your gun, okay. um, making sure that you're maintaining, making sure that you still own it, okay. um, making sure that you're uh, you know fit for gun oh, ownership because. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have bought a gun. You might might have bought a gun. You know, twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but something recently broke in your mind. Something basically recently set you off. Right. Um, maybe it's the new administration. Maybe it's something else. Um, and now you're unstable. You know, right. and it doesn't. You know, it doesn't just happen all of a sudden. Things right. like slowly. People have, we have very trained people that know how to catch these things. Right. Um, so you know, uh, just like driver's licenses. You know. We check up on those. After 75, you have to get a, you have to, um, an eye exam. An eye exam. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so you can make sure that you're not going to, you know, think that's a stoplight and it's a person in a red shirt, you know, right. and stop short. You know, those right. things have to be um, resolved. And so I'm in comprehensive gun control, um, and like I said, I believe in the right for everybody to own and bear arms. Uh, it, it just depends on circumstances. Awesome. That is outstanding, guys. One last thing I want to do before we start, before uh, we come to a close here. I'm going to drink our, our wives today and I want to know your 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 most favorite and your least favorite that's the worst Solomon, at Solomon Day <laughs> your most favorite and your least favorite of the of your wives today going back around and starting here Matt most favorite well I will have to say since I'm obviously a fan of the sweet wines the Fetzer the German one that I cannot pronounce the uh the the the, the, the gubernatorial yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
That one was good. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was sweet, but smooth. Yeah. That was probably my yeah. favorite. It's like jazz in your mouth. Right. Yes. Um, the, the worst, it, it's a tough call between the New Zealand Wakiki Bay and Wakimi. the Shiraz. Because I don't like the dry, bitter ones. Okay. And I'm going to go with the Wakiki Bay, which is weird because I normally prefer the white ones versus the red. But it just had such a dry, burnt taste to me that I... The Shiraz was easier to put down than yeah. that one. So, I'm going to okay. go with best Fetzer German wine and worst Wakiki Bay from New Zealand. Yes. From New I, I can't remember what type of wine it was. We had it four bottles. Right. The Fetzer that I'm going to interject is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I feel like Wes is the big I told you, I feel like Wes is the big thing. Wes, Wes, I promise. Wesley, Wesley feels. My name is cool. West, and my brother name is Adam. <laughs> Adam. So, I know, I know, you know me. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Adam West, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see, for my wines, I love the, the Oak Leaf Shiraz. Okay, um, okay. That was, I, I love that, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say that my favorite is the Fetzer, because mm-hmm. I, I, that was a sweet wine that I actually liked. Mm-hmm. Um, the Oak Leaf, it tastes like a, you know, a barefoot cab, or a, you know, just any kind of, you know, good red wine, but it was mm-hmm. a good red wine. Um, and I think I'm going to do the same with the Wakiki. I, I did not like that burnt <coughs> smell. Right. I think if you cooked something <coughs> with it, it could be good. Um, right. But to drink that, I, I wouldn't drink that. I would drink that. That's <laughs> good. Again. Um, I, would pee, I would pour it in a pan. It was free okay. this time, but other than that. <laughs> <laughs> you won't buy me. Would this not repurchase. purchase. Got it. Would um, <laughs> 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 <gonna> toss it. <coughs> right, Clay. What are you? What are, you, what are your? What are your thoughts? My absolute favorite mm-hmm. was the Fetzer Cabos Carmina. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, lightly sweet, not too, um, not overly sweet, but that honey flavor was my mm-hmm. absolute mm-hmm. The, the, the best, the best um, attribute of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had uh, some meats before that reminded me of like that honey, like from the Right. Um, but yeah, I'm going to follow the trend and say my absolute least favorite was the Waikiki Bay. That one, I'm afraid of. That one's going to call me in the middle of the night and coming after me. That's fine. <laughs> it's going to get me. I don't know why. This one's so violent. It's a violent one. <laughs> no, that one, it's, it, it's an awesome one. Awesome. Okay, great. And. Here. All right, so I'm just going to jump right in and say the oak leaf Shiraz was uh, brilliant. Okay. Uh, it was great with the red meat. Uh-huh. Um, and then my uh, number four, and I'm going to explain this not because I didn't like it, just because I don't want to grade the other two, um, is going to be the uh, Fetzer. Um, I believe it was brilliant. It had uh-huh. some great bouquet uh, of flowers. Um, <laughs> and maybe the house speaking, maybe okay. Um, but uh, like I said, the, the oak leaf and the uh, uh, the fetzer uh, were absolutely brilliant. So they're in my top and bottom of our of, of the ones we had. Not because that I believe fetzer is the worst, just because I don't want to even grade the other two. Um, that they are they they were uh, offensive. So the oh. <laughs> wait, so the so the sangria and the and the waikiki were offensive apparently. Were offensive. Uh, okay, so, so then you're just gonna name your top. 
Yeah, yeah I can see that. My, okay. My, my, top. My top. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Shiraz in the festival. I, I hear you. Now, I'm, I'm going to be a little, i got to go a little different personally. Um, I actually think it was more of a, a, a I had a, I actually had, personally, I had a two-way tie for, for, for my best. Um, I really enjoyed the fencer for that, that honey, that smooth, that, it was just great for uh, white wine. I, just, I, I, I don't enjoy white wine. It was phenomenal. Whereas, with, uh, my second would be the Shiraz, because like, like Wes said, it had that awesome, um, that awesome like feel of a of a cap sap. Like it just it just felt like the, the taste was, was on point, the, the, the smoothness, and there wasn't like a huge alcohol overtone. Really, really, really good. My bottom is gonna differ from the rest of you guys. My worst was the sangria. I could mm. not bear that. I struggled to even drink that one glass. It was I thought it was terrible. Yeah. Um I, it was not good. I think Probably the reason it wasn't in our bottom, at least in mine, um, was because even though it was cheap and there was no flavor, it didn't. But that's the thing: is the Wakiki Bay had a burnt, it had a bad flavor. Uh -huh. But the um, sangria, it didn't really have much flavor, but it didn't have a bad flavor. It was, yeah. it was just like water, it right. alcohol. Yeah, yeah, it was something like a drink. But like, it oh, wasn't like, oh, this is bad. Yeah, it just, but I get that. Yeah. I get it. Understandable. But yeah, the, the, Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks guys for listening again. There's another Wine Down Wednesday. Again, I'm going to go back through our panel here of our distinguished wine club members. We had um, Matt, Wes, Clay, and Xavier. Um, we post uh, a, new, a new podcast every Wednesday, so definitely come and check in on us. Um, we're going to post up these wines and their prices to let you know what um, we're doing, uh, I mean, now, where we're getting them from and how much they cost. And um, let us know. Like, if there's something about the podcast you really like and you want to keep doing, keep, uh, let us know. Um, and if there's something we're doing in the podcast that you absolutely hate and wish we stop, Please let us know. Post on our Facebook, post on our Instagram, post on our Twitter account. Let us know how we can continue continue this and make it better for you. Because I mean, you're, you're our audience. We definitely want this better for you. Um, again, um, I'm your host, Ryan. So um, keep us in your podcast listings, wherever podcasts are posted. And here's to another great wind down Wednesday, guys. Cheers. Cheers.